Patience is a virtue is a load of BS. Are you a creative or business person who's just plain tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress in your career? This is the podcast that will change all of that. We're talking about strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. It is an old adage, patience is a virtue. And I'm here to tell you that at least sometimes it's a load of BS. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, attorney, coach, and entrepreneur. I'm all about helping creative folks, leaders in business, artists, filmmakers, producers, podcasters, folks just like you achieve more, better, faster. And in this episode, we're going to talk about this old adage, patience is a virtue, and explain why it really might not be true for you. Now, the original author of the phrase, patience is a virtue, is very hard to pin down. Some folks date it back to Cato the Elder in the 3rd or 4th century, while others attribute it to Chaucer and the Canterbury Tales, written during the 14th century. But since literature is all very fluid and shared by many, writers often observe similar concepts and themes, and let's face it, sometimes they steal from each other, especially hundreds of years later. So uh, it's possible that Chaucer got it from Cato the Elder, it's possible came from somewhere before that. We don't exactly know. But what it means, the essence of this saying, patience is a virtue, places value on someone's ability to wait for things. It leads people to believe that that ability to wait without being agitated is an admirable quality. And maybe part of the reason the saying is has stuck in our consciousness is that patience often goes against our instincts. It is something everyone struggles with. I know I do. I'm sure you do as well. And the good news, though, is that patience is a skill that can be learned over time. And we train our children to be patient. We train ourselves to be patient. The more we exercise patience, the less likely we are to become agitated when forced to wait for something. And this ability to remain tranquil when we're confronted with delays or to defer gratification is sometimes a good thing. But I am here to tell you that impatience is just as much, if not more, the greater virtue, at least in the area when it comes to our careers and businesses. Impatience is the true virtue. Patience and planning are often excuses used when people have fears or insecurities around what they want. They might feel that they can't do it yet or can't do it at all. They don't deserve it. They may need feel they need more preparation or that they need to pay their dues. And they fall into this cycle of analysis, paralysis and planning and procrastinating and all of this waiting and analysis and study and, and reviewing and thinking and planning that really erodes your confidence and it suppresses your decision-making ability. And of course there's a time and a place for learning and planning and strategizing, but ultimately Action takers are confident. Action takers enjoy fun, happy lives. They rarely have trouble making decisions. And sometimes they seem impulsive, but being bold and decisive and even impulsive aren't inherently bad. Now, how many times have you admired someone who just jumps into things with both feet? Someone who acts on impulse and damn the consequences. They go after what they want. They try new things. They embrace a spirit of adventure. They enjoy life without worrying too much about what can go wrong. Action takers achieve more. They get results while others aren't even out of the starting block. And sure, sometimes bold action leads to poor results or failure. 
But failure, it is an option. In fact, it isn't just an option. It's an expected byproduct of experimentation. They call it trial and error for a reason. It's not trial and success every time. (laughs) Experimentation is necessary and worthwhile. Because all the theory and study and planning you can do will only take things so far. Ultimately, real meaningful advances can't be made without experimenting in real-world environments. Edison didn't invent the light bulb on the first try. It took thousands of attempts. And where would we be if he had never tried? Or if he'd given up after the first failure? Or the hundredth or the thousandth failure? We wouldn't have electric light. Or someone else would have invented it. Now, here's an interesting one. Have you ever heard of the marshmallow challenge? Now, I'm not talking about the delayed gratification part of the marshmallow where they, they give the kid the opportunity for one marshmallow now or two if they can wait 10 minutes and then a lot of the kids eat. The, yeah, that's one. But this marshmallow challenge is a little different. It works like this. People were divided into teams of four, each team given 20 sticks of uncooked spaghetti, a yard of tape, a yard of string, and one marshmallow. And they were given 18 minutes to build the tallest structure they could possibly do with the marshmallow on top. And the results were very surprising. The groups that performed the worst were recent MBA graduates and CEOs of large organizations. One of the top performing groups was kindergartners. Why could this be? Well, the MBAs and the CEOs planned obsessively until the time ran out and then hurried to build the tower of spaghetti and place a marshmallow on top only to watch it crumble down at the last second. The kindergartners, on the other hand, being kids, they took action and they figured out what worked and what didn't. No plan ever survives contact with reality. And planning to death works against you in everything that you do, and especially in today's world. Things change really fast. We live in a, in a time when agility and mobility and, and the ability to adapt, adaptability, there we go, <laughs> those are important things. Testing has taken over from where planning used to be. Testing requires taking action, evaluating results, adapting, taking more action evaluating results and a cycle. If you're being patient and just planning and waiting for what you really want and not actually doing, then you're not experimenting. You're not trying. You're just waiting. How long are you going to do that? One of the things coaches use as a prompt for conversation or journaling or to get to a decision to take action is to encourage our clients to ask themselves the question, what could happen if? Now, this is a little tricky because some people will answer with the negative, the bad, the fear-based possible consequences. That's where patient planning and waiting happens. So instead, ask yourself, what good could happen if? What's the positive potential? Now, I'm not saying we should ignore all of risks and, and consequences, but we have to keep them in perspective. After all, if you only thought about the risks, You might never get in the car to drive to the store or to a friend's house. You might never get on a plane to visit new places or travel for business. Now, we know these activities carry risk. You get in a crash. You hurt yourself. Your car could break down and you get stuck somewhere. But we also know that the positive potential or reward in doing so exists. And we realize how small the risk or possible consequence is relative to that reward, the positive. But when it comes to trying something new, something we've never done before, or things we've made hard in our minds, those risks become inflated and overemphasized, 
and the rewards smaller and de-emphasized, and we become afraid, often irrationally so. So what are you going to do about this? If you are one to wait and mull and decide and plan and think it through and evaluate the consequence, all those things, what are you going to do about it? I want you to ask yourself, what good things could happen if I do this? And then stop waiting for permission. Stop waiting for divine intervention. Stop waiting for the planets to align. Stop waiting for everything to be just right. Stop waiting until you have all, you're sure you have the money. Stop waiting until you know you can't fail. Stop planning. Stop procrastinating. And as the famous sports brand slogan said, just do it. And then take stock. How did it feel during doing that? How does it feel after you did it? What were your results? And if they're good, well, fantastic. Think about what more of that could be like and maybe ways to improve. If they're not so great, well, think about trying again. Maybe adjust your approach. See what works better. Experiment. Evaluate. Review. Come back and do another round. Keep testing. Approach these things with the spirit of adventure, not the trepidation that comes from that irrational fear. And you will start to achieve more and more. And do this with the big things, not just the little ones. Apply for that new job. Audition for the show. Submit the material for publication. Launch a new product. Launch an old product again. Adjust. Reevaluate your results. Keep doing it. Now, I hope that this discussion has prompted you to take some kind of action to achieve the things that you desire. You know, one great starting step in all of that is to get yourself some help, some accountability, and some support. And I would love to be that for you. If that sounds interesting, let's get together and talk. I want you to sign up for a free get-to-know-you discovery call, and we'll see if working together makes some sense. Head on over to gordonfiremark.com slash coaching and click on the blue button. Don't think, don't plan, don't wait. Go to gordonfiremark.com slash coaching and click the button. And I'll be back next time with more, more, better, faster.